this is your girl, your Jesus Sasha, coming in to you live for another episode of Night Talks with Sasha. I hope that you have had a awesome and fabulous week. It is now Friday. It is Cinco de Mayo. The one holiday where everybody has become Mexican. Um, <laughs> we're all Hispanic today, right? Right. So I hope that you are somewhere enjoying yourself a nice margarita, um, eating some tacos, some nachos. Some enchiladas and some quesadillas. I'm in a good mood today. I've had some sugar. There's nothing like sugar to change your whole mind and aspects on life. Um, So, yeah. Um, It's May and it's cold. I am so cold. I don't... I don't know about anybody else, but I am freezing today. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to complain. I just put on a sweatshirt and a sweater and put on my old lady gear and go on about my business. But tonight, 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 um, we were going to talk about something else. Um, I don't know if y'all listened to the show last week. We're supposed to be talking about um, CBD, Delta 8, and all that good stuff. Well, there was a change in the programming. It was me. I was the change. (laughs) I decided to talk about something else. So, we're talking about spinning, spinning the block. Before we're talking about night. So, of course, before I can get any further into the topic, I'm going to bring in my girl. Hello, ladies. Hey, how are you? Hi. How are you all? I am wonderful. Good. Queen, how was your week? It was very good. My job is going well. Nice and smooth so far. Good, good. Beauty. Tell yes. me something good. Tell me something good. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't feeling too well today, so I wasn't sure if I was going to be here tonight. But I am here, and I'm excited to be here. It's Friday, and um, oh. I always look forward to hanging out with you ladies. Yeah. And listening to you. Ah, well, thank you for coming. I'm sorry you haven't been feeling well. You need some dick. You need some dick. Is that what it is? You need some dick. Well, that wouldn't hurt. (laughs) Don't we all? Unless I wanted to, but no. Um, No, unfortunately, I just have sinus issues because of all of these weather changes. Yes. My allergies are going bananas. So. I do. I, yeah, I understand, sis. I am, um, 
sniffing now. Uh, I have been highly medicated all of this week. <laughs> okay. Every time I take something for my sinuses, it makes me very lethargic and it makes me very sleepy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've been, I've been, I, I'm there. And it's in here in Georgia. It's cold. It's like sixty something, and it's been raining. So, yeah, that's what that is. Um, have any of y'all? It's just over fifty degrees here in Massachusetts. Huh? It's just over fifty degrees here in Massachusetts. Oh, I will take it. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's nice. Um, have either one of you ever had an echocardiogram? I think I have one. On your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've had one. I've had two, actually. I had to have one today. That's what I found and, out. I have um, an irregular heartbeat. You have an irregular heartbeat? regular heartbeat? Yeah, my, I, I can feel it more often than not. But it's like a, it's like a boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Sometimes it'll flutter. That's why I can't eat any pork or too much salt. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, go crazy. I watch what I do. Yeah, they're still checking it out. And mm-hmm. I also face with my vertigo, too. My vertigo starts acting up with my heart away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Well, vertigo is no fun. No, I've had it like it's not. It is not fun at all. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And you have it chronically, yes? So you have it more yep. often than not? Chronically. More okay. often than not. That's why I can't drive. That's why yeah. you can't drive? That's why I cannot drive. Because sometimes it'll happen not, and, and it makes me really uneasy when I drive. Because I drove my mom. My mom fell at post office one day and I had to drive the car home. I was terrified. I did a good job because it was, like, right around the block, but when I'm riding in the car sometimes, it'll shift, and, I, and I'm, like, unsure if the car is safe in the, uh, in the right lane or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to drive soon. It's, I'm going to get it right, and I'm going to drive. Does it help yeah. if you take a decongestant? And I was, like, an inner ear thing, but oh, they okay. don't see. I don't, yeah, this yeah. vertigo is pretty much based on the inner ear thing. Mhm. And so it's amazing how I had never really I had heard about vertigo and, and but I had never really experienced anyone with it until Michael. Michael used to have it really bad. But he would get it because his ears it is an inner ear thing. His ears were drained. And when he moved here from Connecticut, he de- he developed um, allergies. <laughs> he never had them in Connecticut. Of course he did. Yeah. Of and he course developed, he did. So, yeah, and so when he, he developed allergies here, he would have, you know, your sinuses drain and and your ears and all that good stuff. 
and he wound up having vertigo. And he's like, I haven't had vertigo in like 20 years. And it's it was simply because his ears were draining and and they were it was building up, you know, like the sebum, the the earwax and stuff like that is what caused him to have vertigo. Yeah, it really really sucks. I know I would fail any sobriety test. Whatever, actually walk the straight line. Because when I'm like walking through a hospital or walking, I, I can feel myself leading to a level like I need a front end line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, I could always tell when he was about to have issues because, or he was having issues because his gait would be off. Like, mm-hmm. like, and it's embarrassing. Weaving. It's very embarrassing. And the room won't stop spinning. Yes. Yeah, or it'll shift. Like when you roll over, it'll kick in sometimes. Yeah. When, when I roll over in the bed, it'll, it'll shift. When you yeah. get up too yep. fast. And also, sometimes when I sit up and stand up too fast, I'll have yep. to, you know, hold on to something. I've, I've yeah. only had the spinning vertigo a few times. My cousin has it really bad. But I've only had the spinning, you know, like, uh, like maybe two or three times. But most of mine is shifting back and forth. It's like shifting. And the dead yeah, and stuff. He would have the spinning. And it would also yeah. make him nauseated. Oh, yeah. And headaches. It's all the headaches, nausea, uh, soreness, and like sickness in your neck and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're tired all the time. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. 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 You're constantly trying to focus and you can't. Yep. It's like a whole slew of issues in one. It is, absolutely. The yeah. first time I got it, I was riding with my windows open in my car. I had all mm-hmm. four of them open. And it was a beautiful day out. And the next morning I wake up and the room is spinning. And I ended up going to the doctor mm-hmm. to find out that a piece of pollen had gotten into my ear canal. And that's yep. what threw off my bones and gave me vertigo. And ever since then... Yeah, the hot flashes, never... too. You get hot flashes as well. Ooh, I haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, I get hot flashes, too. That's why I take the meclizine. That's, oh, that's what I think. Meclizine, exactly, um, to make it stop. But I have to take it, like, two or three times a day sometimes. If I, like, do wow. too much, I have to take it, like, two or three times. I got to kind of you chew and take the pill. My goodness. Yeah, I have to say, it usually takes about two or three days, but I start feeling better pretty quickly with the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, I'm I had so a, um, the reason I brung up about the echocardiogram was because um, <laughs> if you have large breath and you have to have an echocardiogram, First of all, it's, for those that don't know, uh, echo is where they take the, um, essentially like an ultrasound of your heart and in the muscles around your heart and your chest. So, uh, and they, they're listening to make sure that your heart and looking that you don't have any uh, damage and uh, there's not an irregular heartbeat 
um, with the echocardiogram. That's where the cardio comes in because it's, um, well, it's a heart, and then they also listen. But anyway, but if you have large breasts and you have to get an echocardiogram, like I got a hot pad on my boobie right now because it hurt underneath my boobie because she pressed down so hard just to get, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Absolutely. Believe you me, I know. Absolutely. I have to. I got to my use, I, when they press that shit, it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, I have yep. to use ice after I get my mammogram every year. Yeah. yeah I've heard. I that. feel so bad for small boot people with mammograms. I feel so bad mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. So they yeah, look at that shit. I mean, for yeah. real. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, it's bad for me, but I just imagine small boobs. Ooh. It, so, it's not comfortable. A mammogram so, is not comfortable. So are you saying they just that escrow, it? They just move it up. You think it'd be good if they actually move it up. But no, they still gotta match hard and find out the yeah. stuff. I'm like, it's so uncomfortable. It's very painful. It, <laughs> and I knew, like, and sometimes because, and also another thing with when you have echocardiogram, and so we're just gonna talk about echocardiograms first, y'all. Um, if they can't see the muscles of your heart well through the um through the ultrasound like they put the the ultrasound goo I always call it ultrasound goo when the woman is pregnant they do an ultrasound on her belly to hear the baby's heartbeat that actual goo has it's not just to just there it has an actual purpose and um, it makes it where, as they putting when they put it on your skin, and it's warm, it's warm for your comfort. But the the um, the ultrasound ultrasound or the person that's doing it, when she puts it and moves it back and forth, that goo actually helps to make a better picture, so that they can uh-huh. see. And 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 at times hear what they need to hear. So there is a reason why they put the goo on y'all. Because some people are like, why you gotta put that goo on me? But um, hmm. I have them a lot. I, got, I have a lot of ultrasound. So I watch the lady do it, and I'm like, how do you know if you're looking at? It? Cause they do it so fast. Click 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 click. Mhm. Yeah, they're taking. And they make you worry a little bit when you're doing that shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Well, what you doing? What's clicking? What's what, what happening? Yeah, when that that clicking noise that they're that they're doing is actual, the actual picture taking. So when the doctor goes to look at your ultrasound, the doctor will look at the pictures, almost like X-ray. But in, if you ever looked at one, I'm talking to the audience. You'll see it on the ultrasound 
you'll see a blue light and yellow. That's, you know, that's the heat, hot, thermal, cold, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's also taking a picture so that it highlights what they're actually looking for. Um, but anyway, <laughs> usually because when you are large-breasted and when you are a plus-size woman, it's not always easy for the pet to see your your heart muscles, uh, to do that ultrasound on you, that echocardiogram when you have it done. So usually I have to have an IV, and it's just a uh, the medication that they give goes through the vein. It's a contrast, and it will lighten up the areas that they're of the muscle, of the heart muscles that they're trying to see. And this contrast will go through your veins, and, of course, it it makes the picture brighter so that they can see. And that's another way that that some people do it in order to not press so hard on your on, on your chest, under your breast. Because if you are a large-breasted woman, you know how that area is very sensitive and the skin can't because it doesn't get it gets it doesn't get a lot of air because you're big breasted. It the skin happens to be more delicate and it tears easier. Anyway, I digress. This was an older lady that had been doing echocardiograms, she said for 30 years, so she, she knows tips, tips, basically she pressed the shit out of my titty, let's just be for real, she pressed the shit out of my titty, my titty hurt, and I now wow. have a, a hot pad underneath, and it's not, and it's not the best place to do, because I, of course, chemo, and I have a, um, I have a port that is put in underneath my skin, and that port is where I receive my chemo, so I don't have to go and get stuck with needles for it to go through my veins every three weeks. I had a port put in, um, and it's just you have to be careful in that area because those ports can break, um, they can break apart, they can float around in your body. Just a lot of just a lot of things you have to be careful of when you are um experiencing chemo and you have a port placed. You just really have to be careful because it's surgically done. I had to have it done surgically by a doctor and I will have to have it surgically removed because it is connected to a um a large vein artery um in my body. Anyway, my titty hurts. <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you say it'll feel better. 
my left titty hurts and it needs somebody to massage it. So I'm using the hot pad. Anyway. <laughs> Send out 911. Yeah, um, I, that's what I just did. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's low key. That's what I just did. Um, so we are going to get into the topic of spinning the block. Rekindling old flame. So, okay, flame beauty. Let's talk about it. Have y'all ever spent the box? I yeah. call it recycling, and I don't recycle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be digging up a whole grave, and I'm not a grave digger. This is true. Okay. This is true. I understand that. And most of my exes tried to kill me, so that's another reason as well. Oh, well, that's good. I, I had a, a few exes try to kill me, so. Oh, yeah. well, no, we don't need to spend that block. Mm-mm. We did not nope. revisit that. No, 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 no. Oh, well, no. what I tried to kill. So, no, I, I cannot. They want me back. Don't get me wrong. But, no. Mm. What about you, Beauty? You ever spent the block? You know, I had to think about that for a minute because I haven't because mm-hmm. most of my relationships ended um, with them cheating. So I'm not trying to spin the block on that. And I used to be a serial monogamist. So once you did me dirty, I was oh. done. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, um, boot call, I will return yeah, that's that's open. Yeah, that's that's a little bit different. That, but that's why I was saying yes in the beginning, and I was like, wait a second, that's not what we're talking about. So sure. no, uh-huh. no, I have not. Nor have I. And um, and something else, I I'm usually not friends with my exes. Like <laughs> they want to be friends with me. Uh, once I'm I'm done, yeah, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm yeah, done. our shit can never be the same after we broke up. We can't really be friends. We can be associates that I see every once in a blue moon. But as for us being buddy buddies, like we've never done shit, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, we cannot Mm-mm. be buddy buddies. I don't want to hear about your new relationships. I don't want to hear about shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, I I have had friendships after relationships um, and I'm actually going through one now so you're better than me um, yeah well you know if it, if it was all bad then I, I could understand that and yeah have happy but mine were all bad right right but mm-hmm. mine weren't all bad I mean so I kind of I kind of focus on the good stuff that happened and try to keep the friendship. It's usually from their end, but, you know, I, I'm a person who never forgets, but I can try and forgive, and that doesn't always work. But um, as far as being friends after dating, I, I can do that. I can do that usually. Unless you count unless you count my ex being, one of my ex being my weed man, but I don't have to pay for me. He also gives me money and still pays my rent. I didn't consider a friend oh, then. I consider him to the deal, too. That's smart. 
And I'm just going with the flow. Hmm. Okay. Um, You're not a bad person. Like, most people, they feel like you're not. I think a lot of times when dudes want to get back with you or want to be maintaining a friendship, they knew your value. They just dismissed your value. They just put you aside like they deserved it. I think that's what the problem is when it comes to when exes want to be friends with us and us be buddies and pals. They know your value. They know what a good person you are. So they would like to have that if they can't have anything else just in case. That, well, I feel and, like it's, and, it's not even – I feel like it's a a glass box, and I'm going to crack it just in case. Like the dick in the box that Chris Rock used to talk about, the dick in the glass box, and you crack it at emergency. That's what I used to think. <laughs> that um my ex wanted like okay and he might be listening now hey ex um my very first ex um is on my facebook page as a facebook friend and (laughs) and we have been in many groups together and uh, he will sometimes he 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 would add me to groups like especially if it was like a uh, BBW uh. group or something like that. And I would be like, "Don't put me in here. I don't know who put me in here, you know." And then he would try to talk to me, and I'm like. Talk to your ass. Like, we ain't friends. We, I'm here dry as we go toast. Yeah, it, it was, I, and, 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 get and, and if I do say something to him, it is very stranger, <laughs> danger, cruel, you know, very, very polite. Very polite. You know, I don't get too deep, I don't say too much. I don't let on that we had dealings, but he will. He will. He will act as if we are buddy buddy, and I'm like, the fuck is wrong uh-huh. with you? I ain't your friend. Like, we dealt with each other when we was like, I was 22, he was 21. We broke up. I was 25. Four, and that's just been what it is, you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I just never felt the need to rekindle anything. And what made me think about the topic was I was listening to Amanda Seal talk with um, T.S. Madison. And so, if you know me, you know that Amanda Seals is my BFF in my head, right? Yeah. Um, and y'all didn't know that, but now I'm telling you. Anyway. I do know that. <laughs> oh, yes, Judy, you did know that. I'm sorry. You did know that. I do not know who she is. You don't know who Amanda Seals is? We'll get into that later. We're going to have short term and without the We can go into that. Yeah. I do know who she is now. That's what I said. We'll, we'll get into that later. 
But she was talking about, Amanda was talking about how, you know, she has a boyfriend now and everybody's talking about her new boyfriend and, and it just, it, you know, it came out on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, she asked T.S. Madison, you know, you you spin the block? And she was like, Madison T.S. is like, no. Mm, shit, I spin the block, my block down there in the, in the guest room. And I was like, huh. And I was thinking, like, wonder, hmm. And I just wondered if I would, you know, for myself, would I spin the block? Is there anyone that I would want to spin the block with? And it was a resounding, mm-mm, no. They are ex for a reason. I I wouldn't. Mm-mm. No. I don't have any that I. Even my first one. Because he always talks. I know I probably shouldn't do this. And. and <laughs> okay. So. We're in. We're in this group together, and he was he was talking, trying to talk shit to me, and he was like, "I said, uh, boy, sit down. You ain't ready for this jelly." And he's like, "Oh, you ain't ready for the you you ain't ready for these fireworks." And I'm like, <laughs> "Do you not? You don't even like you don't even know me no more." <laughs> When you met me, I was 22 years old. I was I was still innocent. I was a virgin when he met. Like I was, I he was my first everything, y'all. Like when I say first, he was my first everything. He has no at 45 years old. He has no idea who I am. Like he he doesn't even know who Sasha is. Like, and for him to meet Sasha, it would blow his little mind. He, he wouldn't know what to do. He, and he, he unfortunately didn't know what to say. Well, you've never met, you've never met so-and-so and I'm a dance machine and I, uh, I'm a, I talk sports and I'm a trash talker and I'm telling you, Son, I'm telling you, like, what the fuck are you talking about a firework? Boy, I am a firework. You talking about sea fireworks? I, I had a nigga move all the way from Connecticut to Georgia. You think he came down here for country living and uh, kicks and giggles? Nigga, no, he came for this. Wheelchair and all. He came for this. What are you talking about? I make shit happen with just a written word. Can you imagine what this voice and his mouth do? And all he come back to me and says, well, I talk about sports and I'm a trash talker and dance and shit. And I'm like, you should have still like, <laughs> still fucking like, you so lucky. No, <laughs> was so like, you would not even be interested in the shit that I'm thinking about trying to fucking do. 
Like, I want a daddy. <laughs> I'm a fucking brat. I want to be in training to be a fucking brat. I want a daddy. You have no fucking clue, son. Like, you don't... <laughs> I want you to choke the shit out of me while we fucking. Like, you wouldn't... I'm a trash talker. I talk about sports. Sports? What kind of sports? BDSM? <laughs> Rope play? <laughs> oh, you talking about football? Oh, get the fuck out of here. You are so lame. You are so lame. I'm sorry, y'all. That's the definition of vanilla. I mean, a lot of guys who I have fucked with in the past and have had walked into again, I'm like, I'm too much for you now. I'm not the same person that I used to be. They call you like you're the same person. But my my Facebook posts and my Instagram posts are the real men. They're not fake. Exactly. They don't talk bullshit. I don't put up relationship stuff about showing mm-hmm. love and this, blah, blah, blah. I put up shit that I would say in real life. I'm my Facebook post. It's like, one, I had talked to his sister, and he, cause he's like, I always come back. He always come back. Eric, I don't know why you don't want me. My, I got a, I got my own house, my own car, got a job, I got blah blah blah. I'm too much for you. I'm, I'm yeah. not saying no. I, I'm too, I'm too much for you. I'm too much for every one of my exes now. The person that they met was I was a doormat. I was weak. I was depressed. I was yeah. tired. I was needy. Mm, I'm not that same person again. You're too vanilla. Exactly. Friends that I've talked to back in the past, and I come across now, I'm too much for them. You take me to some, I went to a biker bar, a biker party, and she was like, before we got there, ooh, they turn up here. We, you know, we turn up. I was sitting in that motherfucker. I was like, this is not the definition of turn up. If a dick don't flop out, the bitch suck it, a rider in the front of the page, everybody here, this is not, this is a vanilla party. Y'all mm-hmm. doing chair dances. I watch <laughs> full-blown sex. And, and people getting tired of and fuck the sucks all day. I, I watch group orgies, bitch. So this is not what I need right now. This is the metal for me. I was bored. Yeah. So I snuck out and left. I mean, <laughs> when you grow, you grow. Sometimes you outgrow exactly. people. You outgrow people, places, and things. I'm exactly. happy that I have outgrown people, places, and things. Exactly. I'm very exactly. happy. If I can walk around in lingerie and shit all day long, if I could do this shit and talk about the way I speak now, if I could speak this way to everybody, it'll be awesome. I had to learn and tone it down. I, I got freedom of speech, freedom of pussy, freedom of everything. I mean, exactly, and and that's totally that's where I am. Like, <laughs> I know he means well, you know, but he they see in the past. Nah. A lot of people see in the past. My brother see in the past. They see the same person that they they see. It's just if you look the same, but they see the same person that yeah. they saw and that they met a long time ago. And then they have to learn you all over again. People would not believe. A lot of people in my life would not believe I do the things I do because I keep it very well hidden. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you some shit, I tell you some shit. Don't if you don't ask me if you really don't want to know. Cause that's what I would say. Men know. Let men make. They ask you, how many times do you know people you slept with? You don't want to know. You can sleep with or just fuck. Now, sleep with, I can narrow it down a little bit. Because normally I don't let nobody sleep at night. But if you want to talk about fucking, you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm pushing mm-hmm. 50. 
So I don't give a fuck. This is your cousin. I, I mean, exactly. That's, I, I ran into a a childhood friend that I went to elementary school with. <laughs> elementary school? Like, and you're like, who is this? I don't know. I'm like, what the, what are you talking about? Who is this? I'm like, nigga, I'm 40 fucking five years old. What the fuck is you talking about? Like, are you trying to? T- Who's this New York? What are you talking about? You? Are you talking about what the fuck you talking about? I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, <laughs> you mean you're not the other nigga? I'm not mean. I'm not mean. I'm just not the same little scary, sweet little pushover, little fat ass little girl. That you remember from the fucking sixth grade. That's all the fuck it is. And and I have boundaries. I am a full fledged motherfucking grown ass woman. I fuck. I suck. I do shit. I talk about shit. I I What the fuck is wrong with you? You do it, don't you? Yeah. But, well, then what's the difference? You're not supposed to. Fuck my dick, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. No. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, who do you think you talking to? But, yeah, I. that's the main reason why where I am from, a lot of people I don't deal with from my old town because they don't, they don't know me. They have no idea. If they listen, if they were to listen to this show, and listen to some of the shit that I've talked about before in the past. Not just now. Now this shit is new. This is this is this is Sasha evolving. But the Sasha from 2012, 2013, 14, 15, I was a nasty bitch. Straight up. I was experimenting. I had a full-grown fucking man, and he was allowing me to let my motherfucking freak flag fly, and I was waving that bitch as happy as I wanted to. They would not have understood that. They would not have gotten that, and so I don't deal with a lot of people from the people that I knew when I was growing up, because they see one thing and they think that they know me. You don't know. You have no fucking clue who I am. I don't have to show you. Everybody else is always putting everything out there. I don't need to put everything out there because it ain't none of your motherfucking business. What I do, how, how I do what I do, fat, wheelchair and all. But I throw these legs up, though. I can ride that dick. <laughs> You don't need this to ride a dick. I mean, you just, you just do it. You just get up there and do it. Like, you don't need a lot of shit. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, but when they used to see me and Michael together, like, like oh, who's that? Like, oh, that's your cousin? Bitch, what you mean, my cousin? No, this is my husband. What the fuck? Oh, because you ain't never seen me with a nigga in this town? You think I don't have nobody? 
you know, that kind of shit. Like, I don't need to flaunt what the fuck I do to anybody. But I digress again. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Spinning the block with a... Now, uh-huh. there are a few that I would think, I think about, and I would be like, oh, if I just want to fuck. If I just want to fuck someone and do it and know that they will do it well. But see, that's hard to say, too, because if you, if five, ten years have passed, it don't mean that ten years later, nigga's still fucking like he was ten years ago. Things change. Some of them have gotten no better. <laughs> some of them have gotten better. And some, some of them ain't got no damn better. Exactly. Some of them, very, like, very sad. Like, if you was dealing with one that I was dealing with at one time, I was 29, he was 23. That's been over 10 years. He and his now. Is he still doing what he was doing at 23? I think not. Probably not. We could see, but... <laughs> but other than that, no. I would hurt one of my ex-boyfriend's feelings. Because he'll be fucking left, and he'll be very upset. Like, what happened? Yeah. I just didn't want to see something. Exactly. And I think that's the thing, too. When you're older, (laughs) um, I don't filter well anymore. (laughs) I could. I choose not to. Sometimes I do. It depends on the person. And it depends on the situation, of course. But if it's a interpersonal relationship with a man, woman, sexual, we trying to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're, I don't feel the need to filter because we fully fucking grown. And we should be able to say, well, I want, I want anal sex or I want to put my dick in your ass. Or I want whatever you may want. We should be able to have those full fledged conversations and not play uh, around the bush. So oh, we're I not gonna play around the bush. No, I don't. I don't think that's it's one necessary. of the first. If I feel like I'm gonna fuck you, that's one of the first conversations we're having. I tell you straight up, I don't do anal. Well, I don't like my ass. I don't do anal. I tell that's you straight up from that should be a conversation that you have straight up anyway about what you want, what you do don't want. But some men are just not able to deal with the directness that a woman may show them. See, and if you tell me you're going to deal with the repercussions of trying to fuck my ass, that's going to be a bad repercussion you're going to have to deal with. Because I'll punch you straight in the dick. So you better listen to me when I tell you. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby. It slipped. I'm sorry. It slipped. And my feet slipped into your ball. Because I'm going for that. It slipped. I couldn't tell. Bitch, you know my, my coochie ain't that tight. I ain't no bird. Just... I thought you... The first time you, the first you, you tried to fit it in. I'm not wide open. No. And you could have deal with this different pain that you ain't had for a long time. Ah, yeah, no. 
platform. <laughs> I, all I can say to all of this is that um, I always believed that it was best to leave my personal life personal unless I knew mm-hmm. really well. And my sex life was part of that personal that I didn't talk about. But if you knew me, you knew. If you slept with me, Mm -hmm. you know. If you want to sleep with me, you know. But as far as it being general information that I would share with people, I don't. I'm a freak. You got to have I can understand the whole freak flag flying thing because I'm right there with you. Um, I'm always a lady in the streets. Once that door is closed, it's a whole different thing. But, again, I don't talk about that stuff except with close friends or people that I'm interested in. I definitely have no problem with letting it be known what I'm interested in and what I want. It's just the person on the other end's job to pay attention. Of course. Which I haven't had a lot of experience, great experience. I think if someone wants to... Um, I hear you, you know. Uh, and that was not, I, I think you always assume shit with people. Right, exactly. Sometimes I was not judging bullshit Yeah, sometimes I enjoy mm-hmm. bullshit talking and I, and I let shit go because if I, I feel like this. If I said it, I and I, I said it. And if I had the balls enough to stand there and say it, then I have the balls enough to say that I said it. Ten toes up, ten toes down. Fuck it, it's me. And if people can't accept that and they don't like that, there's the door. Go ahead. Absolutely. Because okay. I'm not Absolutely. everybody's cup of tea, and I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> I yeah. I don't need to I at 45 at almost 46 years old I don't feel the need to be liked by motherfuckers anymore. Either you do or you don't. It's okay. It's okay if you don't. It's it's just okay. So you know, cancer changes things. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Cancer changes. I'm a private and solitary person, and I say I don't have cancer, but I just have boundaries now, and I prefer well, to be alone. But if I don't, I have to be. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna say shit. I'm gonna be quiet until it's time for me to talk, and I'm gonna say what I got to say, and then move on. People may not like. A lot of people don't like me because they don't know me. You don't know. Me. You assume things when you maybe see me or mm-hmm. meet me. But, you know, I'm a funny-ass person. And I say, I'm the kind of friend you explain people to. My friends explain me. My family, anyway, explains to people before they meet me. I'm just going to let you know. She says what she thinks. She says mm-hmm. stuff off the top of her head. I have people at restaurants laughing. Because I'm going to say what I got to say. I'm a fun person. But people would never, people would never meet, people who meet me would never guess what I do for a living. They would never guess because I'm a private person. People assume like that said, I if you know me, you know me. People assume that I am um as vanilla as vanilla can be. And I don't try to change it. If you want to think that you know me, okay. 
I have shit nothing to prove to anybody because I feel like this. If you know me, if you true, like I have one friend, my friend, she has rolled with me from the, the beginning of this shit to right now. And if she says to me, you know what, she used my government, she says, you know what, I think it's X, Y, and Z. Now, she says something to me, I give it pause, and I I contemplate what she says, because what she says to me matters. Because when someone, when I speak about A1 day one, oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, full flat, all day, every day. Oh, I need somewhere to stay. Bitch, I got you. Let's go. Come on. You good? Come on. When? How long? Don't even matter. How long can I? Don't even matter. You good. I got it. You got it. That's how I feel about her. So if she says something to me, well, I think you, duh. I'll stop, and I'll give it pause, and I'll be like, well, hmm, let somebody else just come up and say some shit. (laughs) Okay. Brush that shit off my shoulder and keep it rolling in my jazzy 1450. (laughs) Because, you know. (laughs) People think that they know me, but you, like, and I'm not one of these people to say, oh, well, you know, I'm really a really nice person. I'm a really good person. I'm very positive, and I, I don't do that shit no more. It doesn't get you anywhere, and it doesn't make people respect you anymore. I mean, I'm positive. I love, I love I'm positive, that. but realistic. I look at things the way that they could be, you know, what they should. I used to be, I used to have a real strong sense of right and wrong, but mm-hmm. now I know that things are not black and white. There no. are exceptions to the rules, and there are, you, you got to think through things. And most of the don't think through things. They think it's either right yeah. or wrong. There's, uh, there's other avenues to go. And I try to find okay. those avenues. But with my exes, I had bad taste in exes. I tried. I tried different kinds, mm-hmm. and like I said, I fell into a lot of traps trying to mm-hmm. find love. That was my mm-hmm. wrong. That was my bad. Everything I think about, if you were in a fucked up place with your ex boyfriend, both of y'all were in fucked up places, and he was an asshole. Why go back? I've seen so many females go back to bad exes because it was ten years later. These motherfuckers are still the same narcissists and or worse than they were before. And then they will bring up stuff from the past. I'm like, motherfucker, you fell into the same trap twice. How many dungeons you got to walk through and fall into the pitfall before you stop? I mean, if they were bad in high school, there's a chance that they've changed. But you got to look for the signs to make sure that they've changed. Because one of what my exes, I could go to the restaurant here. What what signs do you look for? I don't think everybody. My signs are what. It depends on a person. My warning signs are if you're rude to wait staff, if you brag too much, if you try to tell me what to do to my life, if you call me too much and you want to know where I am, 
24 hours a day. That's a bad sign for me. If I got to call you when I go somewhere and do stuff and I tell you I'm not, I tell people I don't talk a lot. I don't have to hear from you every single day. Fine. If I don't hear from you verbally, I want to hear from you through a text or maybe leave me a message or something. Let me know you're thinking about me or what you're busy doing. I don't have to know what you're doing 24 hours a day. If you have to know what I'm doing 24 hours a day, if I see your car creeping up and down, my, it's, 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 those are signs that you got to look for that this motherfucker hasn't changed or he's gotten worse. You've been going through some shit. If you, if you sit there and we ain't talked in 10 years and you've had 12 relationships that failed since we ain't talked, that's a warning sign. Because then it can't all be them fucking you over and mess with you. That's a pattern that you're going through that something's wrong. You fought. If I hear you fought and beat one girl ass, that's a warning sign. People know, people don't listen to warning signs. I listen to warning signs. I look for warning signs. I don't just like look, look, look for them, look for them. I see things. If you're a little bit too aggressive over some stupid shit, that's a sign. If you got a boyfriend who's like really get pissed off about some stupid shit, some little shit that wouldn't even bother you, that's a warning sign. That's a red flag. If your house is too clean, that's a warning sign. Some people don't want to look for the warning signs. They, some people, they some say they people have hope. Like, if you got hope for love, you got hope for love. I, I, I envy those people. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I envy those females who have who have hope in love all the time. Who believe in giving chances after chances. You don't. Maybe you don't have to get divorced. You can forgive that person. I envy people like that. But it's not me. I'm not one of those people. I get the fuck on. I will envy you from afar because I'm not going to do that. I can't get any chances. Well, in my experience, I used to be a person that would give people chances also. Uh I'm not saying that I'm still not that person, but what I am saying is I'm much smarter about it. And we've learned that many people find it very difficult to change. Not only that, Mm -hmm. some are just not willing to change. Mm-hmm. If you're telling exactly. me who you are, it's my job to believe it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I sit now. You know, it's 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 difficult when you have someone who refuses to see the benefits of being with you as clearly as they should, so that they could change their it's habits. Or, it is devastating. It's I didn't devastating. get married for a reason for the longest time, and I finally got married because I thought I had done it right. And nope, it it didn't turn out the way I thought it would, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, and I'm healing now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I trust what you say. With it. And me and you meet, I trust what you say you're telling me. I'm going to go by what you said mm-hmm. when we first met. All the time, we talked for two or three weeks before we got into this relationship, or a month or two before we really got into this relationship. I'm going by what you said when we met. And mm-hmm. when you started changing, I find, and I see that you like my ex-husband lied to me. He told me he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he did church all the time. The moment he got me, the moment we got married, a couple of weeks after that, you know, I started seeing a decline in what he said when we, when we first got together because he wanted me so fucking mad that he said everything that he thought would make me feel safe. And like a dumbass, mm-hmm. yeah. I believed it. No, you know, it's very devastating. There's a difference. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You're not a dumbass. You were bamboozled. 
somebody told you everything that you wanted to hear or that you needed to hear at that time. Well, is, uh, to make well I think also that we we bring we bring our representatives to the table, men and women both. Uh, they bring their representatives, and it takes. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm I'm going to listen to what you tell me. But I'm also realizing that you're trying to put your best foot forward. You're trying to you're interviewing for the job, so you're not going to tell them that you are constantly late, but you know you are. You know, so three weeks, two two months into a relationship, mm-mm, I still know that I'm dealing with the representative. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but when we get to 90 days. And just like my job. Just like that job, that 90 days is coming up here with you. Exactly. We're not going to work you anymore. I'm days, sorry. We're not working out. I'm but going I don't to send start who you really are. Six months. Yeah, I don't send I don't you go get in with what you get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am very much. When I'm sitting at that table in that first two or three weeks and I'm talking to you, you are getting the real me. I call it something the Sometimes, sometimes messes, and then there's other times. But you get the real me. I'm not a person. I'm not mm-hmm. a person who can pretend or act differently to fill a role. I am who I am, yep. and I will tell you right up, real quick, that. I am not a person that you can call down or tell me what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. I am not a person that is willing to um, accept whatever you claim to be your truth, especially exactly. if you've me in the past. That, there's I'm so many, and they're not rules, but yep. there's so many things that I live by. And one of those things is that I am always myself. I always tell the truth. And maybe sometimes I tell too much. And maybe that's why I end up with people who, you know, will tell me stories because they know a lot about me when I first meet them. But that's who I am. I'm honest. You're never going to, you are never going to have someone come to you and tell you something about me that you didn't hear straight from me. Exactly. 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 I, I tell you the shit. I tell dude, I, I'm difficult. I can be difficult sometimes. I'm not an easy woman. But I don't not. accept a lot of stuff that other women accept. I have, I, I get temperamental. I'm very loyal. I, I love hard and I'm very loyal. Once I see you turn this up, I know but what's going to happen. I know that's I'm going to get depressed. I know I'm going to get suicidal. I'm going to get angry. Between, I'm going to lose it. So, that's the difference between let's, us let's, 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 and I'm some of the now. people that we come in contact with. Everyone does not, everyone should come in contact with Everyone should come to the table with who they truly are. They should. At, at a certain time, at a certain age, it should, be, it should be where you are confident enough in yourself and in who you are and stand on who you are. But unfortunately, and let's be realistic, unfortunately, there are many people that come to that come into situations, relationships, friendships, any of these fucking ships that we are dealing with, and they are not being one hundred percent authentically themselves for whatever reason. 
Some don't know how. And a lot of people. And it's not my job, and I refuse, and I one of my boundaries is I am no longer taking or taking care of anybody. That's it. I'm done. And a lot of guys I feel can read, because a lot of people anyway, men and women, they can read you because they're like transformers. They can be what you want until they don't have to be anymore. Like some women, once they marry you, before they marry you, they will take care of you and treat you like the gold, the, the wonderful gold of the earth. And a lot of men will too. But the moment they feel like they got you, the moment they got the key to the house, the moment they start paying some bills and doing whatever, they're going to change. So you got to really, really pay attention to what's happening. Because a lot of men, they will change in like maybe a month or two's time. You go, they want you to marry them. They want you to be with them. The moment they feel like they got you, move out the country with them, move out the state with them. The moment they get you out of state and away from your family, it's going to be a different story. And then yeah. you got a whole new different man who you have no idea who the fuck he was. You got your woman who you didn't know club. She went to church every Sunday until she got you. Until she got pregnant or had that baby for you. And then you got a totally different woman. You got you gotta everybody is not the one she did. Everybody is not. You gotta watch out for this stuff. You gotta watch that's why you gotta watch. Because you you gotta know the signs. Because my brother gets girls like that. He like he like hood chicks. But the hood chicks that he gets will be the sweetest things in the world. Because they wanna move in that big ass house he got. They wanna see his cars, they wanna drive his cars. But what they suck up is nobody drives my brother's car. When he was married for two years, his wife never drove specific cars of his. So you ain't gonna move in the house with him. So he gets different females. All right, if you bring your mouth too much and do too much and put yourself out there too much, telling your soft side, they're gonna feel like they got you. Because some, I mean, a lot of men are empaths, like like cult leaders and shit. They can talk to you for ten minutes and know what kind of person you are. I have that ability. But it's had a few conversations. I try to know who the, what kind of person you are now because I pay attention. Before that, I didn't pay attention. I was just happy with a man. Yeah, I got a relationship. I was, I was just happy to have one. But when you listen and pay attention and really when you listen, you're going you're gonna to see them warning signs. Because I saw none back in the day. I didn't. I was just happy that I had a man. I, I had low self-esteem and all that shit. So I fucked up a lot. Love yourself more than anybody else could ever love you. You are lucky enough to be given birth to. You are lucky enough to grow up because in, in, in a better circumstance than a lot of people that you knew, love you no matter what. Love you like a motherfucker. I would die for me. I would love a train for me. I would do everything for me. Then you won't be able to be so so. <clears throat> mm, that's not true. Yeah, it's true. You ain't going to fuck me over now. Ain't no man going to fuck me over now. I'll be alone for the rest of my life before I will lower myself to be so sore because I love me now. I tried to take my life nine times. That will never happen again. That's why I have this big wall of boundaries now that I will not let anybody overstep because I love my life. I love myself. I won't put myself down. I watched women who were strong as fuck when they found this one man Broke them down to nothing. And it's like, what the fuck? You talking to them like, is this you? This the same person I'm talking to? I mean, like, what? Hey, bitch, wake the fuck up. What, what's going on? 
I don't know what to do in this relationship, and blah, blah. What happened to you? It's like, what happened? You get six-figure jobs. What happened? Anybody can get broken down if they don't have boundaries. And it's very sad, but it's very, very true. Because I used to be one. Well, I still believe in love, and I still believe in the possibility of love, and I'm not going to change mm-hmm. myself exactly. to find the person that is going to be compatible. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, yep. I, mm-hmm. you know, a stupid movie ruined it for many women when they, when they had the line about you completing me. A person nah. is not yeah. in a relationship with someone to complete them. They're supposed to complement the work that you've already done. Yeah. They should be adding to mm-hmm. it, bringing their own exactly. 100%, and y'all are supposed to move forward with balance. Exactly. As much as you can. So I'm not going to stop treating I'm not going to start treating people like they're special. I'm not going to stop treating people no. like, you know, they mean everything to me. I'm not going to stop treating people <laughs> like, you know, if you need it, I got it, and it's yours. Mm-hmm. But I certainly am not going to sit and wait as long as I have many times in the and past wait, and wait, and for wait. things to yeah. change. Because <laughs> if this never has taught me nothing, things do not change. And it's unfortunate because I did have hope in change for the longest time. I believe that anybody could change if they put their mind to it mm-hmm. and were willing to put the work in. But now I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. People can change I, I, if they want to. If they don't want, if they change, want to change, then you're going to have the same piece of shit you've always had. You're going to have that same right. attitude, that same anger, that same whatever. If you don't feel like it, it's just that you need to change. And there's a lot of people feel like, people. oh, I'm just the way I am. People can change when they want to, but the thing about it is, and what so, and what may be the most difficult thing to accept is that they weren't for you, and so for the next person, that change will occur, but that change wasn't meant for you, and that's the hardest thing to accept is. You, you know, you feel like you've wasted time, and I, I wasted time wanting or trying to expect this person to change, but they did not, and they will not. But yet and still, five, two, three years later, they get with someone else, and they do a 360. It was... I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Move on and move on. Because mm-hmm. I did that. I had a lot of change. Yes. And go on and be happy because that's all I want. As long as you're happy, then more power to you. If you want to be with someone else, just say it. If you want to have sex with someone else, just say it. If you want to be with someone else and pretend that I don't exist, just say it because believe me, I can do the same. I will know you don't exist. I can do the same. Exactly. And that's the other thing. People mistake your kindness for weakness. Exactly. And they, they believe do. that they can do anything to you and that you're just going to mm-hmm. sit there and take it. And not be a doormat. Not taking into account how much they'd hurt you mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. how much they tried to take from you. Exactly. And believe me, mm-hmm. I, I can forgive and forgive and forgive, but then I get to a point I where I'm done. 
And when I'm done, I'm I'm done. done. That's it. Do not talk to me no more. Don't call me no more. I only forgive you. You're not gonna hurt me. Of myself. No, I don't forgive. I don't. I don't need to forgive for someone else. I forgive for me. And if I am at and and one of the boundaries that I am putting up is I don't have to be on your timetable to forgive you. I don't have to. I don't have to be on someone else's timetable or I don't have to be on anyone's timetable to think that I need to move on from whatever situation or whatever is going on in my life. And and that's yeah. what people fail to understand. And and you you can be the kindest person in the world, I feel. And this is this is me. And I don't I, I'm not just I'm not describing anybody else. I am talking about Shawanda. Not Sasha, but Shawanda. Shawanda is the kindest, givingest person in the world. I will do anything to help anyone that I can. And many people have taken that and used that and twisted that and thought that I was a fucking doormat because of it. So now I felt like I had to reconstruct and reconfigure and make me something else to deal. No, I don't have to do any of that. I can still be who I choose to be. I just need to get rid of them fuck-ass people that are around me. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. I can still be who I choose to be. I refuse to ever let this this world, this this experience change me. Now, is there an edge to me? Is there a harshness to me? Yes, because I realize that everything, the whole, I don't see the world in rose-colored glasses anymore. I've went through some hardships. I went through some things, but it does not change how I treat people. I am kind to you when you are kind to me. You give me your ass, I can give you mine. And it's just that simple. It's just that simple. It's not complicated at all. It really isn't. <laughs> to me, it's With not. me, I'm happy with the person that I've become because um, I'm cool. I'm stable. I'm very, very stable now. With hence, I was not. If I hadn't become a Buddhist, I would not be stable. I would not be here. So I know that you can love people from afar. I can still support you. I can, even if we never talk again, I'm still praying for you. You're always in my prayers. That's how I support you. I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of money. I'm not going to let you live with me. I can help you find a place to live. I'll help you find a job, but I cannot let you live with me. Because that's going to be detrimental to my mental health. That's going to be like a little a push over the edge. Because if you know, if I, if I know you, I'm going to do something that can make you last a little bit longer. Then you staying in my house and doing nothing. Then you being around in my face and complaining about shit, doing nothing. I'm going to help you as much as you allow me to help you. But I'm not finding the job for you. I'm not doing all this shit for you. I'm going to do it with you. So that's how you help people. That's how you really and truly help people. And then you're going to see results from that. Then you're going to find out whether or not they really want this help or do they want a handout. Because most people just want a handout. They don't want help. They just want a handout. 
relationships and everything and all that. But you just got to be able to choose between the two. Some people think they want love. Some people think they want a relationship, but they're really not ready for it. And we can't blame ourselves because somebody else wasn't ready for a relationship. That's on them. It's not our fault. If you don't want to be a really, if you, you really don't want to be a husband, you just want to be a friend, let me know. Think about it. I'm going to give you a chance to think about it before I break up with you. Let me know what you really want. Yeah. Because if I don't, if I, I, I give you a time limit of two weeks or two months of thinking this over and get your shit together, then you can get your shit together somewhere else and I get myself together somewhere else. Because you know, nobody, no, nobody wants bad breakups. Nobody wants to be enemies with people that they used to love. Of course not. So I never have to see you again. Exactly. I don't, I, no. And I, I don't have to, and I don't have to put I'm not waiting for anyone to make the decision. I'm going to make it. If I've given you, if if this is what it is and we can't come to a final decision about what we're going to do and what we're going to be, then I'm going to extract myself from the situation and go on about my business. I'm not going to wait for you. Why? You've let me know. Your inactivity, your your inability to make a decision, your inability to say what you want to do has let me know what you want to do. That's it. Go about your business. Let's move on. I think that's the major problem, though, is people either either they don't know what they want, mm-hmm. they thought they did coming into it, but they have no idea what they want, or they know what they want and they're willing to do anything to get it, whether or not they're hurting the other person involved, and they don't exactly. tell the truth. They don't tell the truth. That's the ba- that's a major thing. People don't tell the truth. People don't tell the truth. People don't and people have the inability people have the inability. They are so caught up on the fact that they don't want to be alone or they are so afraid to be alone that they yeah. will then go along and play along to get along. When you know deep in your heart, that's not what you want. So tell the truth. People on the outside can see it. Be accountable. And that's the thing. We have a large number of adults in the world that call themselves wanting relationships and want to date, but they have the inability to be self-accountable. They have the inability to be self-aware. They have not matured. Just because you're 42 years old does not mean that you've matured to a 42-year-old. You think, okay, we're 42 here. We should be able to say things and have a communication and talk. Everyone has not gotten to that ability where they can self-actualize and see themselves doing and moving upon the hierarchy. Hello, psychology 101. It, 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 
people don't want to be held accountable. They want to float along and not be responsible. Well, if I don't say anything, if I don't make a permanent decision, then I'm not held accountable for what happens or how this other person in turn internalize what I say or run with what I do or how it makes them feel. Your inactivity, your inability to move along and say something, that's hurting me. <laughs> I think it's also they don't want to be accountable. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to be accountable, but I also believe it's about being selfish. It is. Very. Because you well, go you from being you don't want to be accountable, you are being selfish. Friend, yeah, you become an item. Or someone that they put on a pedestal and they leave you there to hang out because they like you the way that they are, and then they go about and do their thing um, with everybody and anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm. They didn't want you to be a lady. Fair. They want you to be a real woman, what they consider a real woman, what they consider a lady while they go out and do what they want to do. And then they yeah. come back whenever they feel like it. And then they do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, that's yeah. not how it's happening. That's not, it, it, that's not how it's happening. If I don't see you, what you do on the day, if we're not in a relationship, what you do on your day when you're not with me, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. If we're exactly. not together. But if we're in a relationship, yeah. I said, you be a, a grown-ass man. You knew you were in a relationship when you did this house. I'm not looking for you. I'm not trying to find you. Yeah. You can't mold me into what you want me to be by guilt. You can't mold me into what you want me to be by loving, by saying how much you love me. You can't gaslight me by telling me I didn't say this or I didn't do that or I'm just this. Or I'm just, you just don't love me. There's certain words that you hear that they use. That's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's that narcissism bullshit. I don't have time for that. I'm a narcissist worst enemy because I don't listen to the bullshit. Okay. If you feel like you can rule over me and make me go and be who you want me to be, your, your friends can see that shit. Your friends can see you dress differently. Your friends can see you speak differently. Your friends can see you don't call every day. Friends can see all this shit from the outside. They see you. They see your downfall. But you can't see it because you're on the inside. And you're not paying attention to that and all this love that he's giving you right now. But your friends Some can see that shit. See your family it. can see that shit. Some people don't want to see it. You can be, you can be behind the love and, and, and the lovey-dovey. And you can, you can feel all that shit until shit starts going down. When you see yourself going downhill, this is not, what what, what the fuck am I? Who have I become? Well, what the fuck happened? Then it may be too late for you to get out unscathed. Before that, you can get out unscathed. But that shit really does some damage to you that you don't want to go to therapy for. Then the next relationship you go into, you're going to have relationship damage. That's how damaged people get into relationships over and over again because you're damaged. You're not dealing with that damage. I had a lot of damage. I still have some damage to work through. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a safe place in my life right now. I'm very safe. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I just have boundaries. They love saying it's, it's us being bitter and angry because we have boundaries. No, it's that exactly. we have boundaries. We know that we're fucked up in a certain way, and we don't want to put that shit on you. We got to fix ourselves first. I know my triggers. I got a lot of landmines that you got to cross over to get to me. And they're obvious landmines because I told you about them. I, I wrote you out a map. And I don't I'm not going to get down those landmines. 
and I feel that we have to stop saying that people don't want to unpack our baggage. That's not true. There are, if you find the right person, that's what it is. Because how can you... I don't want to bring baggage with me everywhere. You can bring baggage with you to every single relationship. This one, so you got to unpack this shit. And then it's it's out. I don't want nobody to unpack mine. Nobody wants... I'm not... That's not what I'm saying. So, but I'm... What I'm trying to say is that we all come... You can heal yourself, but we all come with certain things that we need to unpack. And sometimes you can't unpack all of that on your own. And it help it is helpful to have someone there with you to help you unpack it. Don't mean you want them to unpack the shit for you. You want them to be there to support you while you unpack it. But it that's, that's all that's patience. That's what yeah, that's patience. But exactly. I know I need, I am going to go back to therapy. I know I am going to go back to therapy. But I deal with things the way I'm dealing with them now so that when I do, when a white man does come into my life, I can see it. And he's going to come. He's going to be there. I'm going to see it. I'm going to know it. We're both going to be the same kind of crazy. That's what I want. That's my idea of a good man. You know, that's for me as a good man. But I know i got to draw him to me. And i got to, you know, change my bad relationship card. Like I figured out what all that is, but it's a bad relationship karma I have. But I gotta fix that bad relationship karma. I gotta heal that in myself so I can, you know, so he can come to me. Right now, it's probably a whole ocean in between us. But I know it's gonna come closer and closer. Like the continents drifted closer and closer together. That's how I feel like it's gonna be for me. I don't know how it's gonna be for me. But I'm patient. Me. Either. I'm patient. And though. I'm okay with that. Right now, I'm not looking for a relationship. Right now, it's about me. Right now, I am totally selfish, and I feel okay with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it at all. No, not not at all. Not at all. Because self-esteem, either way, can be seen as a positive or a negative. It's Mm -hmm. a positive one that you've decided for yourself that's not going to hurt or harm anybody. Exactly. In opposed to the selfish that mm-hmm. aims to do everything for yourself, no matter what anybody else feels. Mm-hmm. So there's, no, there's nothing wrong with being selfish. Sometimes it's self-preservation that you're actually working with. And That's it's exactly the it's self-preservation. selfish. It, it's, it's, I'm not in a survival mode. I'm not in that survival mode where I feel like, that I was a year ago. If you asked me that a year ago, I would have my answer would be different. Right now, I'm mm-hmm. in a selfish mode where I, it's about me and what I want, and I don't want to, in a relationship, have to be concerned with how someone else may feel with the things that I'm doing or that I want to do. And I, it's not so much about oh, I got to get someone's permission. If if Michael was still here, we probably would be clashing right now. If Michael was here, it may I may not even be in this selfish mode, so I don't know. But he's not. 
and that's where I am. And I feel okay with that. I want what I want. And I don't want to, um, I want to explore. And I don't want to be bogged down with anyone questioning why I want to explore and why do I want to do this. I just want to do. And no questions asked because I'm not going to stop myself and say, why are you doing that? That's not, that's not good. Oh, my God. So now you can say I want to do it again. Exactly. So totally, that's where I am. But I feel like love, love surrounds me. Uh, a romantic love. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to get married again. Michael was. I felt like we were very compatible and. Um, we understood each other very well. And so I don't know at this point if I want to get married again, if I want to be a companion is what I am looking for. I will say I am in the uh, process of exploring companionship. Mm-hmm. That that. For me, because I I don't, I love my husband, but I don't want to live with another man. <laughs> when I I want to fuck Yeah, when I move and I downsize my home and I get my living situation to what I want it to be, I am going to furnish and style my home how I have always wanted it. Again. I am operating from a different perspective than other people. I am operating from a different, from a perspective of I have cancer and I don't know how long this medication is going to continue to work. I have stage four cancer. It is in my bones and it is in my liver. So I don't know. And so in the time that I am healthy, and I am able at this point to do things that I want to do, I am going to attempt them to the best of my ability. And I'm not really in the uh, mindset of sharing my personal space because I am working on and and ordering my space to what I want. And I don't want a man moving into my home with his stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't want it. Breathing your oxygen. Mm-hmm. It's okay for him to breathe my oxygen, but he leaves at a certain time. <laughs> I mean, you know. He's not looking to live with me. Uh, we're not looking to create a a home together. He is set in his home. I am set in mine. We both we both know what we want, what we're looking for, what we're willing to deal with, what we're not willing to deal with. And he comes visit me. I visit him. I I take my spin a night bag. 
He bring his spinonite bag. I take my spinonite bag, and he take his spinonite bag, and then we go on our merry way until we do it again. That's what I want at this point. Now, can that change? Of course. It's my prerogative. I'm a woman, and it is my right to change my mind. Well, I'm still trying to figure it out because I haven't decided if it's going to be a man or a woman. <laughs> yes, you have plenty of time to find out. That's what I was talking about. You have plenty of time to find that shit out. Find that's out good. what you want and definitely go for it. But I'm I'm not spinning the block. <laughs> right. I think the whole mm-hmm. I think our conversation definitely um, hit upon that and let that be known. I'm not spinning the block. No. Mm-hmm. There's no block for me to spin. No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I um, there's no sense in looking backwards. Is my point of view. Um, there's only up from here. I feel, um, and there's only forward. So you know, it works for some people. It works for Diddy and Carisha or whatever her name is. She likes to be peed on. And um, it's working for Nelly and um, Ashanti, and it might be working for Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree. I, I don't know. They're back together. Well, he was he was you know in speculation that they may have been, but hell, it could have just been he showed up at the concert in Atlanta when she was performing, and that was it. Same thing for Diddy. Diddy likes to pee on people, and Carisha likes to be peed on, and she never left. I don't know. Who knows? That's those people's business. Don't get mad at me. I just report the news. I don't make sense. (laughs) I think I need to go to sleep, y'all. I'm in a sassy kind of mood today. Kind of a I'll take a Get nap. your beauty with. Nah, I gotta go to work. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Um, I'm gonna go in here and uh, find myself something to do. Get on the phone with somebody's nephew or son and talk some hot shit and um, have some fun for the rest of the evening. And that's that. And enjoy my weekend. So I want you all to enjoy your weekend. I hope that you heard something that was interesting and that you enjoyed the show. Um, We will be back next week and we will be talking about CBD and we're going to get all into that. So, um, as always, y'all want to add anything? Y'all need to tell us anything? Any hot news, anything you want to share before we get off the air? Uh, I had a dude dedicated Facebook Live to me that I forgot I fucked. Mm. It was kind of awkward. Mm. Got off work, went on Facebook, saw he was live, and 
I don't know why I didn't click off of it, but I was doing something else, and all of a sudden I heard my name several times. First, I didn't know he was talking about me, talking about, I love you, you my first love, and I, a nigga was selling drugs, but I, he told me he didn't want to talk to me anymore because I sold drugs, and I quit selling right then. I got to this, and I'm like, blah, 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 he saying Erica, Erica. I'm like, what? And I'm like, is he talking about me? And then he said some clue words that kicked in my memory. And I was like, oh, shit. He is talking to me. Oh, I had no idea he was talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I got my own place now. This was like 2011. Mm. 2012. So you were feeling like, the yeah, That was a very awkward conversation. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't do that. Because he, wanted, he licks his lips too much. And, you know, you lick your lips too much to get white. So I kept watching his lips turn Ooh. from white to brown. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I was like, and then now everybody knows who fucked before. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, motherfucker. Mm. Okay. Well, well, that had some complex feelings to it. Oh, well, well. Oh, and oh, he's he 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 really I feel bad for him. Not bad enough to fuck him again, but I feel bad for him. Nah, don't get no pity fucks. Nobody. Yeah, that was just never going to happen. No, mm-mm. those those cost too much. Um, so uh, Miss Jigglypuff is going to. I forgot to say this. Miss Jigglypuff Victoria is going to come on the show whenever she wants to. <laughs> yeah, I love her. She's so fucking funny. She's going to do reviews. She's going to be reviewing any and everything. We're gonna try. I'm gonna try to get her to review some um, sex toys for us and see what she, she says. She has a good review on sex toys. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a couple of them. So, um, and she's of course she is a plus size woman. So if it doesn't apply to you, but she's going to um, come on and start doing some reviews. So, um, whenever she comes across anything new uh, or exciting, because on her page, she's always doing food reviews, snacks, and her reviews are so hilarious. She loves her <laughs> snacks. She loves her some damn snacks. Yes, she does. And so... I love her. She got the same sense of humor. And I look forward to meeting her. Oh, she's, she's, mm-hmm. she's very funny. Um, she's hilarious. Yeah, she really is. So she's going to. Um, I thought she was gonna come on tonight, but um, I probably I should have told her. I'm sorry, I was cooking and I made butter chicken tonight, y'all. Nice. It was so good. Y'all ever had butter chicken? No. I don't think so. No. Um, it's an Indian dish, and um, no, it really wasn't. I you can spice it up. Um, I I don't try to go too spicy right now. GI issues. Um, I didn't use curry. I used garam masala. And um, here's a tidbit for y'all if you're cooking. And you want to make butter chicken, and you don't, and you can't find garam masala. 
you can take allspice and cumin and mix it together and get garma masala. Just tidbits for y'all cooking people out there. Um, garma masala. Sorry, I said it wrong. But I can't eat too much Indian because it's so spicy. Well, butter it chicken is. sounds good as hell. Um, it had um, you the for that. onion. Um, it has the spices are in it are cumin, chili powder, or uh, turmeric. No, no turmeric. Uh, paprika, smoked paprika. You mm. can either use chili powder or smoked paprika. Um, salt, pepper, <laughs> some garlic. Where's the butter coming? You saute the onions and the um you saute the onions in butter and uh a little about a tablespoon of oil. Um you do the you saute the onions until they get golden brown. You add the chicken, it also has tomato paste in it. Um you can either oh, use it, a to tomato paste, then you add the spices and you cook the chicken and the tomato paste and the spices um, till till the chicken is done. And then you add cream or yogurt. You can add heavy cream. You can add um, whatever you like, anything but milk. Um, I decided to use coconut milk because it's lower in calories than heavy whipping cream. And um, you can either, you let it simmer in the coconut milk when you add it in the sauce. And about five, ten minutes, not long, because your chicken is going to be chopped up into, like, pieces. So you don't want to cook it too long because that chicken like that is going to get really tough. Yeah. But you just, the one that I found, I found, like, a 20-minute recipe. I know that it usually takes longer to cook butter chicken than that, but because it was a quick, you know, one pot, one pan uh, recipe, and it only took me like 20 minutes to make it, and I uh, served it over. You it up made it quicker to cook, right? Yeah. That's yeah, when you, when you chop the chicken up, it, it cooks faster. And if you have lived it. But I have no clock in, guys. Yeah. But it was good over some long grain um, jasmine rice. So I got to go clean up my kitchen. And then I'm going to talk some shit to somebody's nephew or their daddy. And uh, go from there. Yeah. So I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Don't work too hard, swing. Beauty. I will not get full better. Love you, Tina Safa, and thank you. Yes. Go drug yourself up. Everybody have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, y'all. And um you know, see you later. Bye. Love ya. Bye.